Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I'm not worth your time. Well, I've got two emails I'm going to go through with you today. The first one is from a woman. She says she's 40 years old. And what's interesting is about a year ago or about two years ago, she got back together with her college boyfriend. They dated for about a year and they were kind of off and on again. And then they ended up breaking up and apparently he sounds like the type of guy that wouldn't talk, wouldn't communicate to work things out and so they were making up, breaking up several times when they were together and she basically basically at the end, which I guess they broke up, uh, I think it was last March, a year ago March. And so when they broke up, she's like, well, we might as well go our separate ways if you're not interested in working out, working it out I should say. But she ran into him in August of last year and he seemed excited to see her and talk to her. But you know, she reached out to him a couple times and he was happy to hear from her but nothing went anywhere. Now she's like, what the hell? I can't stop thinking about this guy. Am I crazy? What's going on? What do I do? And then the second one, the second email I got is from a guy who has this woman that he's been friends with for about six years. But she's – you know, I guess apparently most of the time – had a boyfriend and a while back he told her about his feelings for her and that he had romantic – was starting to develop a romantic interest. But obviously she had a boyfriend so there was nothing that they could do about it. They couldn't act upon or he couldn't act upon it. But she changed after that and she kind of started to back away or she came a little rude to him. Behavior came flaky and he was like, well, fuck it. They didn't talk for several months and all of a sudden 11 o'clock at night he's laying in bed and his phone goes off and it's a message from her and apparently she broke up with her boyfriend. But he says things really haven't gone anywhere and she's like, I need to work on myself. And so now he's thinking, what do I do, Corey? Do I sit around and wait on her? What do I do? What do I say? So I have a quote that I wrote in this particular topic and then we're going to go through both the emails. And the quote says, Breakups are hard to deal with because when we date someone for an extended period of time, our identity becomes associated with being with our ex. Post-breakup, it can often feel like we don't know who we are anymore because the other person defines so much of our life, our routines, and how we spend our time. It's healthy and necessary after a breakup to be alone and single for a period of time when another person does not define you so you can get back to who you were before you met your ex. This enables us to go inward to work on ourselves so we can become a better version of who we are. When you become a better quality person because of working on yourself, you will increase your value and improve the quality of lovers that you are able to attract. However, people who don't focus on getting better tend to attract the same kind of people and relationships over and over. And I'm sure everybody is watching this probably has friends or family or maybe even you behave this way sometimes. You tend to attract the same kind of people over and over again. And obviously if you keep doing what you've always done, you will continue to get what you've always got. So with that said, let's go through the first email from this woman. She says, hi, Corey. I'm a 40-year-old female that reunited with my college boyfriend after 20 years. He ended our relationship in February after we broke up several times in a one-year period. During our last conversation, he told me that we just don't get along 
and we are who we are. I said to him if he did not want to work things out, that he'd go left and I'd go right. And that was it. Deep inside, I thought he'd eventually contact me if I did no contact, but he never did. Well, that should tell you everything you need to know. He's the one ending the relationship. And just like I talk about in Seven Principles Getting X Back, when the other person is the one doing the dumping, they're the dumper and you're the dumpee, you don't chase after somebody that dumps you. You tell them, give me a call if you change your mind. And what she basically said to him was, hey, if you're not willing to work things out, if you're not willing to communicate, it's just best we go our separate ways. Sometimes that happens. It's impossible, absolutely impossible to have any kind of a healthy, normal relationship when you're dealing with somebody whose response is, I don't want to talk about it. Or they see things like, oh, let's just focus on having a good time. Let's just have fun. Let's talk about some other time. Or they just say, I don't want to talk about it right now. I, I had one girlfriend that was like that. And you know, over the months when you date somebody who just constantly, anytime there's a problem or they get upset about something, they just will not talk about it. It's pretty hard to resolve anything. It's just animosity builds up there. I got a good friend of mine who was – her ex-husband was like that. I don't want to talk about it. And it's just – it's impossible. And they've done numerous psycholo- psychological studies where they look at couples that stay together versus ones that break up. And the ones that stay together long term, they all have one thing in common and that is they place a high value on communication, listening, understanding the other person's point of view, feeling empathy for them and expressing what's inside of them. If there's a problem, they work it out together as a team. And sometimes in life, you're going to come across people maybe because of their their background or their upbringing and they haven't learned this skill or they don't value it or they just tend to fly off the handle and start yelling. It's impossible to communicate with somebody who doesn't have communication skills or somebody who just refuses to communicate. I had another girlfriend that I dated many years ago who she was a terrible communicator. She'd give me the silent treatment when she was upset but I could at least get her to talk about things. And that particular woman, I'd still be with her today. I would be – I'd more than likely be married and have a family. The only problem I had with her was that she was devious. She would tell little white lies here and there and you date somebody like that for several years, you think, oh, it's going to get better. It just never does. Love cannot exist where there is no trust. She continues on, it's been 10 months and I haven't been able to forget about him, especially after running into him at a Vermont race in August. Well, obviously, you wanted to stay together. You wanted to work it out like an adult. You wanted to communicate and he wasn't interested in that. He was just like, well, fuck it. We're just not compatible basically. There's nothing you can do. And what's interesting is like if you look at what happens, like what will happen with this particular guy 5, 10, 15 years? What typically happens is like you see the same pattern over. They, they, their relationships break up for the same reason. They get to a point where things build up and then it just blows apart. Because they, and because they never resolve things. But there are cases I've had clients where they've had a breakup and they don't hear from a woman or a guy. In some cases, if I'm coaching a woman, 
two, three, four, five years go by. I had one client, I had an ex-girlfriend like 16 years ago contact him and they've learned, they've realized it's like their relationships kept ending for the same exact reason over and over and they eventually realized, you know what, I need to work on my communication skills. And some of those people, they figure it out and they come back. But the overwhelming majority of times when it didn't work the first time around, like her, I mean they dated when they were in college, when they were in 20s. If it didn't work the first time, it won't work the second time unless in the very small slim number of cases, the other person is willing to fix that flaw that it's like when I talk to guys and they're always getting rejected by women. It's like if I was to talk to those previous ex-girlfriends or like when I ask guys, it's like the women all say the same thing. They all complain about the same thing before they end up breaking up with the guy. And once you realize that and you explain to them what they need to do, then they can fill in their knowledge gap, improve their skills, and have better quality relationships going forward. But a lot of people get into a situation like this and it's like everything is great but this one characteristic. And if this guy doesn't see that he's got a problem or if there's anything wrong with it, you can't help him. You can't fix somebody who doesn't think or who's not willing to accept that there's something, a flaw that they need to work on. It's just like dealing with somebody that's got a drug or an alcohol problem or they treat food like a drug. Until they recognize they've got a problem, until they get to the point where they're like, I'm fucking tired of this, I'm over this, I'm done with this, you can't reach them. And it's just not a smart way to go about your life to sit around and wait on people who are constantly making up and breaking up with you but yet not doing anything to fix what their problems are. When he noticed me, he came right over to me. He asked me about my family and brought up fun times that we had together. Hang out, have fun, hook up. Remember, he's focusing on something good, which is all the good memories. That's a good thing. I noticed how he seemed so interested whenever I spoke. I failed to mention that prior to going to Vermont, I noticed a picture on his ex-girlfriend's Facebook page with him sunbathing in the background. What a quinky dink. Isn't that interesting? And that's an important piece of information, which you'll see in a second. Despite this, in my mind, I thought he wanted me back, lol. Even though he seemed happy to see me in Vermont, he said goodbye first after we spoke for nearly an hour. I battled with myself for about a week before I finally broke down and texted him after seeing him in Vermont. Well, that's part of the problem. You're pursuing somebody who blew you off and rejected you. He didn't value you or your time and he didn't care about you enough to say, you know what, maybe she is right. Maybe I should communicate with her and talk things out instead of just saying, I don't want to talk about it or we are who we are. So you're pursuing somebody who doesn't want you and that actually, whether you realize it or not, is going to lower your value in his eyes because you were willing to work things out when you were together as long as he was willing to talk but he wasn't willing to talk. And so you pursuing him after this, it's just you trying to force the issue. Remember, you're the one that got dumped. I told him that I missed our friendship. Yeah, that's it. You just missed the friendship, all right? And then I missed having him around. 
It took over five hours for him to respond, but when he responded, he said that seeing me was great. He was happy just talking to me and then he missed me too. Well, great. We should get together then. That's what I would have interjected. So she says, I waited another week before texting him again and asked if he'd be interested in running a race close to my house. He didn't send a response until the following day. So what does that tell you? If he was really excited and enthusiastic to see you, he would have texted you sooner. Because remember, you had a, I mean, you dated him recently for a year and then also you dated him 20 years ago. And when somebody cares, they make the effort. And if you really want to know where you stand with somebody, then you stop moving forward. If they notice, they'll reach out. And if they don't notice or they don't give a shit, then you won't hear from them. And that should tell you everything you need to know. The quickest way to get someone else's attention is to remove yours. He didn't send a response until the following day and just asked when the race was in the text. I waited a couple of hours before responding. I sent him a copy-paste information about the race. However, he never responded again. That was in October. So you look at it and it's like, look at his actions. You have to look at what people do. But when you're emotionally into somebody, you project your high feelings of attraction and interest and you assume that they feel the same way even though that's not what's happening. That was in October. I kept telling myself that his non-responsiveness is a sign that he's moved on. But why can't I just leave it well enough alone? Well, remember the picture of his ex with him in the background? More than likely, that's why you haven't heard from him. So he's bounced from you back to some other ex-girlfriend of his. And that's why it's it's best to do nothing. When you ran into him, you should say, hey, well, give me a call sometime. I'd love to see you. And just left it at that. Because if it, I mean, you've seen evidence. Obviously, there's another woman in the picture. And a lot of people think, well, I'm better. Or like women will look, I'm much hotter than that chick that he's with. And they think, oh, I'll just pursue him and chase and then he'll change his mind and want to be with me. But it makes yourself look weak. It makes you look like you don't value and respect yourself or appreciate what you bring to the table. And the bottom line is if you behave in ways that communicate that you don't appreciate and value yourself, then other people are going to treat you that way. I keep fantasizing and or don't want to believe that he doesn't feel the same way as I do. Just look at it as he's not available. That's all that really matters. Because the idea is you want the other person needs to make a mutual effort. Trying to force somebody to communicate who has proven over the course of 20 years basically that they can't, won't, or are unwilling or unable to communicate, it's not your job to fix them. And people that do things like that, people that stay with people that have patterns like this or drug hat patterns or they're irresponsible or they can't hold down a paying job or they're terrible with money, those people typically come from backgrounds where maybe there's an alcoholic or a drug addicted member of the family or family members got mental illness and everybody make, makes excuses for them and they put up with those things 
And so when you grow up in an environment like that, it's, it's what's called codependency and I highly recommend that everybody should research that, understand it, especially if you've had those tendencies to attract the same kind of people over and over. It's because what happens is you find somebody and it emotionally makes you feel like the relationship with your parents or your family member who had the issue. And once you're aware of it, once you're aware of how that influences your behavior or can influence when you become an adult, then when you start dating somebody and you realize they got a drug or an alcohol problem or they have a depression problem or they can't hold down a stable job or they're in terrible shape or poor health and they won't do anything about it, instead of sitting around waiting to fix that person, it's just best to let them go and wish them well and to tell them to get in touch if they ever fix whatever it is that they need to fix. And then you walk away and you never look back. It's really hard when you love somebody and you care about somebody to do that. It's easy to do it when you don't care about the other person but when you really care, it's tough. You're emotionally invested. Remember, people make purchase decisions and buying decisions based on emotion and they use logic and reason to justify their purchase. It's like every day I'm hoping, could this be a result of not allowing myself to grieve the loss? Well, remember, rejection breeds obsession. And because you were the one that got rejected, obviously you the relationship ended not to because it's of your doing or because you wanted it to end. It's because the other person pulled the ripcord and said, fuck it, I'm out of here. And at the end of the day, the only way a relationship will work, the only way you can rekindle a relationship that didn't work in the past is if both people are willing to make an effort. If both people are willing to listen and understand and be patient with each other and talk and communicate and work those things out together for a mutually beneficial situation. Any analysis you can give me on my situation is really appreciated. I'm stuck and stupid. Well, I mean, obviously you've tried pursuing and it got you nowhere. You were making up and breaking up and it doesn't sound like, again, it, he doesn't sound like the type of person that has, he is not capable of being what you want. He's not capable of having the kind of mature adult relationship that you want to have. And if you look at him, I mean, between you and him, it's like he seems like the type of guy that's constantly heating up leftovers. He's going back to the same people. But at the end of the day, until he fixes that part that's screwy or screwed up, he's just not – he's not relation material. It will never work. But if he gets in touch with you in the future and he recognizes that, even if he contacts you and wants to get together, you'd – I would say I'd really love to see you but unless you're willing to promise me up front that you're going to communicate with me, that you're going to talk and speak what's in your heart and have the idea that we're going to work this out together by talking and communicating, it's a fucking moot point. There's no, there's no reason for us to get together because it's just not going to work. But if he says, yeah, you're right, I acknowledge it and I absolutely, you know, I'm working on that and I promise you I'm going to get better, then yeah, give the dude another chance. But more than likely, it won't happen. So you have to move on with your life. You got to focus on your outcome. What's happening is 
you're focusing on this dude instead of what you really want. And I, I'm assuming that what you really want is you'd like to have a great relationship with somebody. Well, it's impossible with this guy. As much as you want it to happen, it's impossible because he's not willing to do his part to make the relationship work. And sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's not your responsibility to fix him or save him. It's nice that you have all that history together, but at the end of the day, it's not going to work until he resolves the fact that the dude can't fucking communicate. And there's lots of people out in the world that are like that. So let's go through the second email. This is from a guy. He says, hey, Corey, I came across one of your YouTube videos. And from the one I watched, I kept on watching and subscribed to your channel. Thanks for sticking around. I love your work and advice. I ordered your book as well soon after a few videos. Although before I get to read your book, I wanted to ask you a question about a friend of mine who I recently told about my feelings towards her being more than just a friend. We've been good friends for about six years now and I hadn't even thought about seeing her as more than a friend until a couple of months ago. Well, the thing to look at here is that a lot of guys – and obviously you're new. You haven't read the book yet. But a lot of guys think, hey, I like you. And they imagine – and the reason I know this is because I used to think this way – that when you reveal your interest to a girl, then that means we're – the next step is, hey, let's date. We're going to date and be in a relationship. But there's a process and most guys don't understand it. There's a process. You don't go from puking your feelings up to now your boyfriend, girlfriend. You have to actually go out on a date. You hang out, you have fun, and you hook up. And if you're going to tell her like, you know what? All this time we've been spending together, I'm like really starting to – I mean I've always thought you were beautiful. But it's like I'm really attracted to you. And you know, if you didn't have a boyfriend, I would totally date the shit out of you. So if it doesn't work out, you let me know. Long story short, she was in a relationship with a guy who she'd been with for two years and four months. During that period, I had brought up that I started to like her but very briefly which was stupid of me because I knew she was still with him. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't tell a girl something like that that she's in a relationship. It's not appropriate and it's disrespectful to her, your friendship and the other guy. Even though you might not give a shit about the other dude, you should because it's not the right thing to do. I mean how would you feel if somebody was trying to rip off your girlfriend? You wouldn't like it. So he says regret. She told me it was fine that I told her what was on my mind. When a woman says it's fine, usually it's not and then it didn't bother her. Whenever a woman says it's fine, it's not fine. And as a guy, when you hear that and a woman just goes, it's fine, you go, no, it's not fine. We need to talk about it. So she says it doesn't bother her, right? Well, let's see. From that time, it never came up again from either of us. While with him, she wasn't herself anymore. Notice how he's rationalizing this. Now, notice what he says next about her. She was always short with me and wasn't as enthusiastic to talk. Remember, she said she was fine. So obviously something was off, something was awkward. And on top of that, she was a little rude to him. Why? Because a guy shouldn't be hanging out with a girl and calling a girl and texting a girl all the time after he's puked up his feelings when she still has a boyfriend because he's basically acting like a pussy. He's acting like a beta male and it's not attractive. 
And that's why women act bitchy. Women get bitchy when the guy is being weak. They don't like it. And remember, masculine energy grows through challenge. It's like she's tweaking your balls. And you can tell she's irritated. Remember, she said she was fine. No, she's not fine, dude. I understood that because she had brought up before in a casual conversation that he was the jealous type. Eventually, she started college and I asked if I was able to see her before she left town to live with family about two hours away to make school easier. So you can see he's pursuing her now even though she's got a boyfriend. She was real shady with me and said, um, I don't think I can, sorry. She sounds so disappointed she couldn't see you. She just sounds like she's avoiding you. Remember, you're pursuing a girl that you puke feelings up and you may be telling yourself, oh, I'm just being a good friend. It's like the dynamic definitely changed. And you can tell her attitude changed. It's just a rude and disrespectful thing to keep pursuing somebody when they have a boyfriend. By this point, because think about it. If a guy values and respects himself and is like, hey, I got choices. I've got options. He's going to go and spend time with those options. If he says, you know what? If you were single, I would totally date. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you, you tell somebody that and then it's like you wait around for something to happen and on top of that, you keep pursuing, you keep calling, you try to get her to hang out with you. She's no longer thinking of looking at you as just being the friend that's calling to see how she's doing. It's obviously a guy who has attraction and especially if she's got a jealous, insecure boyfriend, she's thinking, I just don't need the fucking drama in my life. By this point, I was fed up with how she was acting towards me even though I was tolerant before. So you let her – so you were basically a doormat and you let her be rude to you. So I didn't text her back and I deleted her number. Must have been a really important friendship. What was it, six years? I figured she could care less about me and our friendship for that matter. No, you're just acting like a beta male and she didn't respect that. That all happened in early August. Then comes the beginning of October. It's a casual night. I'm laying in bed. My phone goes off. It's 11 p.m. So I wonder who the hell could be texting me this late on a Tuesday. I check and it's a number I don't recognize at first until I saw the text signature. That's when I knew it was her. She told me about how her boyfriend broke up with her because he couldn't handle not seeing her enough. I was obviously the nice guy and replied, being there for her, telling her she'll be okay, stuff like that. So you've revealed your interest and then you've walked away, which you finally walked away, which is the right thing to do. And if you've been paying attention to any of my work, if she's reaching out and tells you, oh, by the way, I broke up my boyfriend. As a man, you're supposed to know what to do with that. You just say, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear that it didn't work out, but you know what? I'd really love to see you. We should get together and have dinner sometime. When are you free? She said she came to see me because I was one of the only people she knew that had gone through what she was and felt comfortable talking to me. Sure, that's the real reason, all right. A few weeks – because remember, you walked away. You didn't hear from her for months and then all of a sudden, hey, I broke up with my boyfriend. 
She knows you like her. She's feeling upset. She's hurt because her relationship has ended. Hey, I got that orbiter out there. Let me pull him in a little closer. A few weeks have gone by that we've been back into talking, but it is always her texting me every afternoon and we'll talk from then until late at night. You become the emotional tampon. You've become her therapist. The phone is for setting dates, dude. And if she's away, you know, two hours away, you say, well, let's do a Skype video date. And then do a Skype video date with her and talk and say, well, when are you going to come down here and see me? That's what you should be doing. Because right now you're chit-chatting, you're being there for her. All you're going to do is give yourself a really bad case of blue balls and friends on yourself. Just a few nights ago, I asked her if I could call her. You asked permission to call her. And she's, I would have just said, hey, why don't I call, let's talk on Skype or let's FaceTime. And she said, of course. So I called her because you, you look like a beta man when you ask permission to call somebody. She said, hey, why don't we talk on Skype instead where I can see your pretty face and see your pretty eyes and those beautiful lips of yours. And we, and we get into talking about her recent breakup and how she feels and whatnot. It was deep enough conversation to where it only felt appropriate to bring up what I had in the past that I liked her and that later on down the road I'd like to be with her more than just friends. So you just basically said, hey, now that you're single, let's have a relationship. No bueno, dude. You need to read the book A-S-A fucking P. I told her I'd love the opportunity to give 100% in a relationship with her. Eh, wrong thing, dude. A girl's not going to go from dating a guy for a couple of years to all of a sudden being, being in a relationship with one dude to now being in a relationship with you. It's, you're putting the cart before the horse. You haven't even had a date. You haven't kissed her or nothing. You've just been friends. And besides, as far as a relationship, that's feminine energy. It's bonding, connecting, opening up to receive love. You've got to let the woman bring that up, dude. But again, you haven't read the book yet. I don't know how many videos you've watched. But you're, you're definitely doing the wrong thing. The way you're behaving, you are going to guarantee that you're going to stay stuck in friend zone if you keep behaving this way. Like I always had with our friendship. After saying this, she then asked me, can I be honest with you? I said, of course. She then carries on to say, I like you too more than a friend or more than just a friend. And to be honest, when you told me about how you felt a while back, even though I was with my boyfriend at the time, I still thought about what it would be like to see you as more than a friend so in other words she's like yeah i find you attractive yeah that's of interest of me remember all relationships start as casual affairs but when you just like go to lock a girl down to a relationship like that she's gonna bounce or give you some kind of excuse about i'm confused i'm not sure i need to get my head together i'm not sure i'm able to be where i'm able to be at this point in my life or some kind of weird nonsensical answer like that but all she's really saying is like yeah i'd be open to dating you but you want a relationship and i'm just not ready for that and that's why you never bring that shit up it's like well that's just great we should get together and have dinner that'd be wonderful when are you gonna be in town next although as i'm now i'm not sure of my feelings because i actually feel this way for you or if it's because my feelings are because of my recent breakup. 
I don't want to rush things with you. She's trying to say, slow down, dude. Stop trying to get me into a relationship. Hang out, have fun, hook up. That's a simple formula. It doesn't say hang out, let's talk about a relationship and have some fun together and then we'll hook up and consummate our relationship. It doesn't work that way, dude. Women fall in love slowly over time. Women want to be exclusive slowly over time. It's something that they arrive at after several weeks or months of dating. When I say several weeks, usually around week seven, week eight, if you follow the progression that's in the book. I just need time to find myself. After this, she said she likes how we can be so honest and open with each other and it's not awkward. However, this confused me because she pretty much said she likes me but is not sure if she does and at the same time, she doesn't want to rush things with me and she needs to find herself. So what she's really saying is I'm interested but I'm not interested in just jumping into a relationship. How about we go out on a date first? But women aren't going to come right out and say that. They're hoping that you can kind of figure out from all those statements of what they say or what she said in this case that you talking about a relationship instead of just going out on a first date and hanging out and having fun and hooking up is not appropriate. But she's open to seeing you romantically, casually, in an unattached way which gives her the space to find herself. Should I wait? Should I move on? You should do nothing. 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing needs to be done by her from now on. Next time she reaches out, you should assume she wants to see you. If she's long distance, obviously do a Skype video date or do FaceTime. And then before you end the conversation, say, well, we should get together. When are you going to be in town? We got to go to dinner and hang out. Love to catch up. Have a nice romantic evening and we'll see where it goes and we can explore it. And if she makes plans, great. If she goes, oh, I don't know, I got to check my schedule, say, great. When you figure out when you're going to be in town next, get in touch with me. And I got to run. I'll talk to you later. I've asked myself this and it only feels right to wait. Dude, don't put your fucking personal life on hold for a woman that's just started college and she lives two hours away. Absolutely the wrong thing to do. She's really sweet, funny, and big-hearted. We click very well. After seeing her past boyfriends, I am very confident she'd give me a shot. One date, dude. Hang out. Have fun. Hook up. You got to put one foot in front of the other. One step at a time. When you climb a staircase, you start at the first step. You don't, instead of hopping on the first step, jump, jump to step number 40. You have to take your time. There's a progression of things and you're trying to jump to the top step, which is being in a relationship. You got to go through all the little things. You got to go out on a bunch of dates and you just got to focus on creating an opportunity for sex to happen. That's your job as a man. That's your responsibility in the courtship is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. Go on a date. What do you think is best? Well, I think I've just explained it. I'd really appreciate the help because I'm driving myself crazy overthinking this when in reality, I don't need to be. Yeah, you don't. All you really have to do at this point, you're in a great position because she's reaching out to you. This shows you that she's going to pursue you. And if you let her do 100% of the calling, texting, pursuing, and then you just set Skype video dates, maybe once a week, if she, you know, if she can't come down for three or four weeks, you know, 
have a Skype video date or a FaceTime chat once per week. If she texts you, hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? Oh, I'm really jammed up right now, but you know, we should do a Skype video date or a FaceTime chat. When are you free to get together? And do it in the evening. And you can sit there and maybe you can have some wine or some beer or have some tea together or maybe even eat dinner together. Almost like as if you're having a date in person. And by the end of the call, you should try to make a date where you can actually get together in person and see one another. And stop fucking talking about a relationship. You need, as the guy, you need to delete the term relationship or girlfriend from your vocabulary. When she's emotionally ready after a couple of months of dating and courting properly, she'll bring it up. Where's this going? Are you dating anybody else? Are you seeing anybody else? Again, I talk about all this stuff in the book. and you st- Read the book 10 to 15 times, dude. Start learning what's in there. In the meantime, hopefully you've got the book by now. And then just create an opportunity for sex to happen. Hang out, have fun, and hook up. Pretty simple. Let her, but again, let her do 100% of the calling, texting, we're soon. You've got to resist the urge to dial her or call her or text her. Let her come to you. That way it's her idea. That gives her the opportunity for the feelings to develop inside of her. Because the more she likes you, the more she's going to want to reach out to you, the more time she's going to want to spend with you in person, the more she will make herself available to get together in person. So if you'd like to get your your help from me personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page and book whichever coaching option works best for you and I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 